Hey guys, KJ here. This is a brand new episode of Bible reading and coffee drinking. It's a brand new year. I can't believe it's 2024 already. Last year flew by. So today we're going to be talking about Bible verses for the new year, for new beginnings, for new starts. The Bible is full of verses talking about how to get a new start, what God does for us to help us get past the old and start anew. So today we're going to read you know, a handful of Bible verses talking about the new year, new beginnings, new starts, the fresh beginnings that Jesus and God give us. So let's do this. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Today is a, uh, a brand new day. It's a brand new year, a brand new week. It's 2024. I, can't, I cannot believe it at all, but we're going to dive into Bible verses to help you kind of start anew. And I don't know what you're going through in your life today, uh, whether you just started a new job, uh, whether you just started, got maybe just got done with school and you don't know what to do now. Uh, maybe you just have a new uh, thing in life. Maybe you've recently broken up with your boyfriend or gotten divorced or whatever you're going through in your life. Uh, we all have new starts uh, along the way. Right now, we're all dealing with uh, kind of a new start of 2024, uh, which is crazy to think about. Uh, so let's talk about Bible verses that help us go from old to new. Uh, talking about Bible verses that we can read and digest and prepare us for a uh, you know a new life, uh, a, a new start. Uh, and certainly in 2024, we probably all need those. I mean, it's all popular. Uh, everybody kind of puts together their resolutions or their goals for life. Uh, this is going to be an episode that talks about preparing you for something new. So we're going to dive into first or Second Corinthians 5.17 first. So if you're following along live on Instagram or whether you're following along on uh, YouTube or on the podcast, uh, turn to Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. On my Bible, it's uh, right around page 1538. I don't know what, uh, what page it is on you, but turn to Second uh, Corinthians 5. And we're going to start in 16. I'm going to read 16 and 17 because uh, I think they go well together. All right. So let's read um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 16. So we stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Okay. So how does this equate to... Uh, you know, starting a new year or starting something new in your life. This is the ultimate start. This is the ultimate refresh of your life, which is when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we stop evaluating uh, others from a human point of view. We stop evaluating Christ from a, a human point of view, and we have a new way of thinking in our life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. There is no better way to start a new life and start a new um, a thing in your life than to involve Christ in it. I don't care whether it is your entire life or you're accepting Christ for the first time as your Lord and Savior, which is what we're talking about here in 2 Corinthians. But if you're going through anything else in your life where you're leaving the old and starting the new, whether it's 2023, turning into 2024, whatever it is, uh, if you involve Christ in it, and if you let Jesus lead you through that new beginning, uh, it's going to be different. Uh, we will be a different person 
as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. So how do we, <clears throat> another way to look at this, also in terms of the year, as we're turning from 2023 to 2024, uh, one advice Paul gives us is to, the old life is gone, right? So let's leave 2023 in the past, and let's start with 2024. It's easier said than done, I know. Uh, a lot of times there are things that uh, just nag at us and harp on us, and it's very challenging just to drop everything that is in the past and start fresh. But in reality, we have a, a, a bright future ahead of us uh, with Jesus, uh, and in, in, in 2023 and beyond is done. There's nothing you can do about changing the past. You can only change the future. So please, please follow Jesus through that future. All right, let's turn to the, uh, Old Testament. I want to bounce around today. Uh, you know, you guys that follow me a lot know that I like to do that. We're going to go to Isaiah 43, uh, verses 18 and 19. So it's probably almost halfway through the Bible. So, uh, turn to that. Uh, if you're new to the Bible, Isaiah is in the Old Testament, written by a prophet. Uh, we're once again, 43, verses 18 and 19, all right? This is God talking here. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Okay, this is the prophet Isaiah writing about what God is saying, all right? God is saying, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what... I am going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. <clears throat> I mean, that is talking about giving you hope for the future, talking about being able to change the old to the new, right? God is telling us that it's whatever you've dealt with in the past is nothing compared to what he's going to do in your life in the future. I like how he talks about how he will make a pathway through the wilderness and create rivers in the dry wasteland. Whatever, think about the wilderness of life. And this is a weird metaphor, but I'm going to say it anyways. The weird metaphor of life, you're walking through a path, uh, maybe you're hiking and you've got all sorts of stuff around you. Trees, it's dark, uh, you got bugs, you got rivers, you got rocks, you have all these things in your way. What is what does God do for you? He makes a pathway through the wilderness. You're not just going through the forest, moving you know, limbs out of the way, trying to get through the forest. God has made a pathway for you to hike on, for you to walk on, for you to walk towards him in this wilderness. So if your life is messy, which we're, we all have messy lives at some point, that is for sure. But if you're dealing with a messy life right now uh, and where you can't see out of the forest, out of the wilderness, I promise you, if you give your life to Jesus, he will lead you through that. He will make a pathway through the wilderness, which is what Isaiah is talking about. So, you know, leave that jungle of 2023 behind you and follow the path of 2024. And let's turn to Proverbs uh, which is still in the Old Testament, and it's uh, what we call the uh, Book of Wisdom. Uh, so there's all sorts of good stuff in Proverbs. I, I certainly can't tackle all of it, uh, but we're going to turn to Proverbs. We're just going to go at the beginning, uh, 3, uh, 5 to 6, uh, and it's only literally one book behind. So if you're following along, just turn to the, uh, you know, the book before we just read. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. This is a very famous verse. I'm sure you've read it before, but we're going to read it again. All right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. 
Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So from a, giving you some an advice standpoint, as you kind of turn from last week to this week, from last year to this year, uh, whether you're making a big change in your life, uh, whatever that new beginning, that, that kind of step out in faith that you have, if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, that means you do not depend on your own understanding, okay? God is, you can't see him, you can't touch him, you can't hear him, but we know he's there with us. <clears throat> and faith is what Proverbs 3, 5 is talking about. If you have faith that God is going to get you through this, God's going to open that next door for you, and you trust him with that with all of your heart. It doesn't say just trust in the Lord. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your emotions, with all your feelings, with everything that you are. And you do not depend on your understanding because you gotta, you got to drop what you think you know and, and follow in faith. And if you seek his will in all that you do, he will show you which path to take. I like the, the verse 6 where it talks about seek his will in all that you do. I think that's one of the problems that we have as Christians um, in prayer, frankly, um, a lot of times in prayer, what you're not doing is seeking his will in all that you do. We pray to God sometimes like he's some sort of mythical genie that, uh, hey, God, open this next door for me. Hey, God, you know, can you give me this raise or in this new job or whatever the thing that is that we think we want uh, or that we think we need? In reality, how we need to pray is right there in Proverbs 3, 6. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So if you're at a crossroads in life and you're trying to start anew, uh, and you're trying to figure out which door to open or which path to take or whatever analogy you want me to throw out there, the only way that you're going to choose the right one and walk through the right door is if you seek God's will in all that you do. So instead of praying, <clears throat> God, you know, lead me or give me this job or give me this raise or I'm really wanting to date this person or whatever that may be, uh, you know, pray for his will to be done in your life. Uh, ask him to intervene in your life. Uh, and, and what uh, Proverbs says right here, it says he will show you which path to take. Uh, that is for sure. I love Proverbs 3, 5. Hopefully that's something that you guys have highlighted in your Bible, a very famous verse. But um, I got to tell you, if you're going through anything in life and you're struggling with the decisions you're making and you're struggling trying to figure out where to go next, I go to Proverbs 3, 5 all the time because it just reminds me to trust in the Lord and seek His will. Because if we do those things, He will lead us down that path. He will clear the path in the wilderness that we just talked about in Isaiah. He will uh, open that next door. He will, whatever the analogy you want to use is, he's going to move you in a way that, you know, moves you towards him. And that's ultimately what we want to do, right? Ultimately, our goal on this earth is to one day join God and to be in the presence of the Lord forever. That's it. The rest of it are tiny details as we go through life, Okay. Uh, and there's things that we think are important that ultimately, from an eternal standpoint, aren't nearly as important as we think they are. Um, so if there's one lesson we take from today, and I've got another couple of verses, but um, is if we trust the Lord and seek His will, that will lead us 
to the right path. That will lead us through a godly life and lead us to a journey to be with him exactly. Okay? That's where we want to be. We want to be with God eternally. That is the ultimate goal. The rest of it is earthly details. (laughs) So if our ultimate goal, and we know that that's the ultimate goal, then why wouldn't you trust God? Why wouldn't you seek his will and the things that we are doing here on this earth? Um, Because that's going to lead us to God. Earthly things will not half the time, okay? Hmm. All right, let's do... Let's do Job. Okay, I got a couple written down here. I I, I write down a bunch of Bible verses and I kind of pick and choose as I read through this. But let's go through Job. I don't think Job, we're going to go Job 8 for those following along. I don't think Job gets enough um, credit for what he's talking about. Okay, Um, because this. So anytime you're starting a new year or a new path in life, uh, typically the reason why you're starting new is the fact that you're you know coming out of a of a struggling time, and there there's no book in the Bible that better describes um, what we need to do when dealing with struggling times than Job. Okay, and if you haven't visited Job, there's so many lessons in there. I think we all know Job as the 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 guy who got you know the devil and God made a wager so to speak, and uh, and God was uh, had faith in Job that he was a godly man and a dedicated and faithful man to him, and that uh, the devil learned that he couldn't uh, destroy Job's faith, right? Uh, He took away his family, he took away everything that he needed, all of his money, all that stuff, um, and yet he still had his faith in God. It's deeper than that. Uh, When you kind of go through why Job does and how he pleads to God along the way. And it's a really, really excellent book that maybe we just need to do an entire study on. But for today, we're just going to read Job uh, 8, 5 through 7, okay? And this goes a little bit long of what we just talked about. Verse 5, But if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if you are pure and live with integrity, He will surely rise up and restore your happy home. And though you started with little, you will end with much. A couple things that I love about Job 8, 5 through 7. One is, uh, it talks about prayer, which we just talked about, right? We're talking about trusting God and seeking His will, seeking His will through prayer, right? So Job comes out right at it and says, hey, right? If you pray to God, I love this part, and seek the favor of the Almighty, I don't know if we—I I know the, the Lord is referenced as the Almighty quite a bit in the Bible, but when you read it in context like that, it's very, very powerful, okay? But once again, seek the favor of the Almighty. It's similar to what we just read in Proverbs about seeking God's will, right? Uh, we have to trust Him and seek His will in our life. So seek the favor of the Almighty. So align your goals with God's goals in your life. And if you're pure and live with integrity, he will surely rise up and restore your happy home. So if you trust God, if you seek his will, if you seek his favor, if your goals align along, excuse me, align with God's will in your life, he will rise up and restore your happy home. This is not just talking to Job. This is talking to each and every one of us. Now, I love the last part because in Job's 
you know, context. He, he's got nothing at this point, right? And so, although you started with little, you will end with much. There's that promise of, of, of a renewed spirit, okay? He's not talking about money here, okay? I'm not some prosperity gospel teacher that talks about the fact that if you, you have little and if you <clears throat> trust Jesus, then you will have much. That's not what he's talking about, okay? Throughout our lives, and I'm going to talk about faith for a second, and then we'll, we'll close and, and answer some questions. When you're younger, a lot of times you have faith like a child. You have this blind faith that is beautiful, that Jesus talks about in the Gospels, talking about how we need to have faith like children. But if you're anything like me, <clears throat> when you, you grow up a little bit, you end up with little faith. The world distracts you, right? You, you, get, you get hung up on things, whether it's success or money or friends or uh, partying or entertainment or whatever, that, whatever it is in your life. At that point, you probably do have little faith. I know I did for a while. But if I pray to God, if you pray to God and you seek His will, His favor in your life, what's going to happen? Your faith is going to grow, and you're going to end with much. Okay? You're going to end with much. You're going to end with everything. You're going to go from having little to everything. And I'm not talking about financial success. I'm talking about living in the world and living in a sinful, fallen world where you're constantly being pulled away from Jesus and eventually living in a place that you have none of that. You, and what you're going to have is everything in return. You're not going to have these little things pulling you away. You're going to have these great you know, relationships that you're going to have with, with God. Okay? And having... Uh, a, a relationship with Jesus here is huge, but having it when you're in the presence of God is everything. So wherever you're at in your faith journey, okay, this is a little bit deeper than the New Year <laughs> verses, I apologize, but it, it's important. Wherever you are in your faith journey, whether you, when you start with a little, if you give it to God, if you pray to God, if you seek His will in your life, you're going to end up with much. I promise you that. And that's the lesson of Job. No matter what this world throws at you, have faith in God, and you're going to end up with everything. And so maybe we will do uh, a, a study on Job. It's kind of a long book, uh, but it is a good one, i got to tell you. And uh, so maybe I'll, I'll do uh, you know, two or three episodes on Job. All right, thanks for joining me for the, uh, these Bible verses. So while you're here, uh, we'll take a pause and read... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, drink a cup of coffee here, but put your question on the bottom if you're live here on Instagram. Whether it's about these Bible verses that we just read or anything, uh, put them in the bottom. Uh, if you're live here on Instagram, <clears throat> hit that question mark or hit the plus sign, I think, and uh, then ask a question. Let me see what we got, and we'll answer a couple of questions here as we kind of uh, wrap up the show. Um, oh, we got some good ones here. So keep putting uh, questions in. I'm going to read a couple here, but uh, uh, if you just joined us, uh, throw a question in there. All right, uh, Nicol Nicoletta, I believe, <clears throat> 254 says, How do I put my trust in God? That is a million-dollar question. Is it right? How do you put your trust in God? We, I talked a lot about that today. I talked a lot about seeking His will. I talked a lot about um, praying for His favor and trusting the, uh, with God with all your heart. Um, and, and, and I love, uh, in Matthew, um, 
it is a commandment, right? Somebody asked, and I have it tattooed on my arm for those who are new here uh, in Matthew 22. So it talks about, uh, somebody asked Jesus, um, you know, what is the greatest commandment? He said, trust God, love God with all your heart, soul, your mind, uh, and love uh, one another as you love yourself. So why do I mention that verse? Is because it's about love, okay? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your question here. How do you trust God? You've got to love God more than anything else. And if you love God more than you love yourself, more than you love your job, more than you love your success, more than you love your home or your car or money or music or movies or anything else, right? If you love him with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, it's going to be a lot easier to trust him. Because we trust the ones we love, don't we? Right? I've been married for a long time. Uh, and um, 20, you know, some odd years coming up in May, uh, and, um, 23 years. Uh, wow. Uh, anyways, uh, and do I trust my wife? Of course I trust her more than anybody else on this earth. Why? Because I love her more than anybody else on this earth. Uh, that is the fact of the matter. So if you can work on that relationship with Christ and you can work on your relationship to where you know him, whether it's, you know, through the books of the Bible or through prayer, or through looking back and seeing what he's done in your life, if you really work on that relationship with God, you will love him more than anything else here. And it is so easy to, at that point, go, you know, God, I see it now. I trust you. I love you so much, and I'm appreciative of everything you've done for me, and I, and I, and I trust you with my future. That's how you trust God. It's not, it, eventually you got to get to the place to where you can give up, you know, your control of things and trust him with your life. And it's very hard to be honest with you. That's one of the most challenging things I think for all of us as Christians is to truly let go and let God. Uh, and, and that's challenging, but I'll tell you, I've seen it over and over and over again in my life, uh, that if you just have faith in God's way, and even when things don't work out, you continue to trust Him that something better is coming down the road, it will it will happen all the time. I promise you that. All the time. There's been plenty of times in my life to where I've, I've prayed for God to lead me to a right job or right whatever that may be, and things don't happen the way I want them to happen. And, I, and I'm like, God, why didn't you, you know, give this to me? But you know, He had something better planned for me. And part of that trust is understanding that he sees all and knows all, and he has something else planned for you later on that you can't even see at this point. So my answer to your question is love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And I promise you, if you, if you have that kind of uh, you know, unconditional deep love for God, it will help you understand that he loves you and wants the best for you, and you can trust him a lot easier. All right, let's see another question here. Um, All right, uh, Jenny from the 313 asks, how do I bring Jesus to my non-believer friends I have in my life? Okay, it's it's uh, it's not your job to get people into heaven. It is your job to share the gospel and share what's going on in your life. Jesus will bring them salvation. It's your job to show them that he is the right Option now. How do you do that with non-believers? So there's a couple of ways. You know, obviously, if you start street preaching or you knocking on doors with your Bible and says, "Hey, I know you're not a believer, but we've lived next door to each other for a couple of years, and I'd like to read a passage for you." Uh, I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. One of the best ways I've found, quite frankly, 
and it's even with you know my own friends uh, throughout the years, uh, and whether it's them with me or me with them, one of the best ways I've found to share uh, Jesus with others, quite frankly, uh, is to uh, live a life that is representative of Christ. Okay, first and foremost, you got to get your own house in order. Okay, uh, that is uh, nobody's going to want to live in your house if it's messy. Uh, and all of, all of our houses are messy, obviously. But what I mean by that uh, really is, uh, you know, if you're living a Christian life and you're going to church and you're praying, you're listening to Christian music and, and you have a close personal relationship uh, with Christ, you're, you're going to look differently to your friends. They're going to wonder why you're able to forgive why you're able to be happy in tough times, why you're able to get over things and not be sucked into this world because you're living for a different purpose. You're going to show them uh, as being an example of what a Christian looks like, okay? And you don't even have to share the gospel with them at that point, but they're going to wonder why you are forgiving people that wronged you. They're going to wonder why you're loving everybody, why you're not stressed out about this, that, and the other. Um, and, and they're going to maybe hopefully ask you why. And at that point, you can share the gospel. The other thing is be open with your faith. And I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. Be open with your faith, quite frankly. Um, don't be afraid to make sure everybody knows that you love Jesus. Okay? I, I, I found in my life that uh, faith is a personal thing, Right? but it's not meant to be only for me. Um, your faith in God will change you from the inside out. Uh, and and the second that you understand, it's like having the—I'll um, put it this way. Uh, it's like having the cure for cancer, okay? Uh, let's say one day you're a scientist and you uh, find the cure for cancer, and that's wonderful. Um, wouldn't you want to share that with the world? Or you just want to solve and cure your own cancer? Hey, I you know I came up with a concoction that heals me. Uh, wouldn't you want to share that with the world so everybody can be healed? And so whether it's in your own life or whether it's in your church, if you're part of a, a member of a church, it needs to go beyond those walls and out to the community to share the gospel and share God. All right, so it is a little bit uh, of, a, of a, a duty of ours as believers uh, to go out and spread the good news for sure. Uh, but, you, you know, uh, be an example first and foremost, and then I promise you the opportunities will arise that you can talk to your friends about Jesus. I promise you. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. People, you, you're, you'd be amazed about how impactful uh, living a life of, uh, in Christ is to the people around you. Like, you won't know the impact that you're making at first, but one day you will. All right, let's have a sip of coffee and let's have a quick prayer and then uh, we'll get on out of here. Dear Mother Father, thank you so much for bringing us back together today. Lord, we love you so much. And thank you for these, these words of encouragement today that you brought to us in the Bible. We know that if we trust you more, Lord, if we follow the path that you have uh, you know, laid out for us, we, we can get through anything. And whether it's moving from year to year, Lord, or whether it's coming out of a storm and trying to walk in the light, whether it's going through challenges or changes in our lives, whether it's uh, changing relationships, changing in jobs, uh, just challenges that we're dealing with. Maybe it's a health challenge that uh, somebody uh, you know watching this is, is dealing with right now. We know that we have faith in you and we trust you with all of our heart and our soul 
that you'll lead us out of this time that we're dealing with. You'll, you'll, you'll give us a new path to work on and to walk down. Lord, I pray that everybody watching or listening to this has a wonderful 2024. And I pray that they seek your will in their lives. And when they do pray, I want them to ask for your guidance based on how our goals can match your goals, Lord. Because we know that when our desires match your will, that miracles can happen and that prayers will be answered. Lord, I'm asking, I'm asking you to give us the strength to walk in that all year long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll get back together on Friday. Until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys.